The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If I had to give a scorecard, I'd probably go 3-2 champion, though. Very close score. It's open to interpretation, right? Yep. Well, like I said, the Olympic gold medal doesn't count for shit in the octagon. He stopped a lot of my takedowns, but persistence is going to keep one shot in, and that's what we did. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. What a great way to start. Uh, there are many advantages to working with Matt Serra, but it's always a greater advantage when Al Jermain, uh retains the title because we get him as a guest. So let's bring Aljo in. He's in the waiting room. Um, very happy that uh, he's coming on today after for a really, sure. what a great weekend for you guys. Uh, I, I texted you over the weekend, Matt Frivola, um, really, really making a statement with uh, Drew Dober and Al Jermaine just uh, fighting so well to beat a TJ, uh, sorry, uh, Henry Cejudo, who looked really good. Henry looked pretty good considering a three-year layoff. So let's yeah. bring Aljo in as soon as he's ready let's to come. Bring Aljo in, and then we'll we'll discuss yeah. everything. It was so exciting. The champion, there the he champion is. of the world. The champion of the world, people. I wish I had an applause button. Jimmy, Al Joe, how you doing, buddy? You don't even clap for the guy. I doing mean, good. I clapped when he won. I, I, Al Joe, one thing I want to ask you, how good does it feel? Like, do you do you find you recognize this is your time? Like you get you're you're like you, for so many years you fought to get to this place. And do you really feel like this is this is your time to to kind of be at the top? I know that they're talking about possibly fighting in in uh, Boston um, for another pay per view main event. Um, do I feel like it's my time? I mean, meaning to 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 kind of get recognized for for all the work you've put in. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a hard question. I feel like if people can't respect what I've done is like, what are we even talking about? It's like, well, what do you actually respect that? Like there's, I don't think there's anything else to really accomplish. Like how many other great names, former champions do I have to be to actually be considered good? (laughs) But you know how fans are sometimes look at a guy like Bilal Muhammad, who has been so good for so long. And it's like, you just go out there and do your job. And sometimes it's the guy that's talking shit that that's putting on a tremendous, uh, a sideshow that gets the attention as opposed to a guy who's just going in and fighting 
really, really well. Uh, and you've beaten so many great fighters in so many different ways. I'm just saying, I hope you recognize how much everybody is appreciating what you're doing. I appreciate it. Um, I, I mean, I think the people who actually pay attention to the sport actually know what's up and uh, they give me my credit where it's due. Um, I'm almost at a point where I kind of just want to go full hill and just say F everybody, you know, um, <laughs> and I'll be completely okay with that. Cause it's not like it bothers me one way or the other. It's like, guys, like, um, I'm not, I'm not begging for fans here. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, you either like my style or you don't, I'm not going to change it for nobody. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. It's helped me get here. And the name of the game is prize fighting. We're here to fight for money. I'm not here to fight your style fight because that's what you think. I don't even know. I was like, well, why should I fight that way? You know, if it's not the way that's going to help me win, right. then why should I go to something that makes it easier for my opponent to beat me? And that's the concept I, I just can't really wrap my head around. Um, other than that, man, I, I'm having good wrapping people up and taking them down. And, you know, I think I'm starting to feel like a gold medalist now. I think it's kind of rubbed off on me after May 6. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you, you're not just doing that, though. You're doing a way more than that. You know, you're using your footwork. You're out striking people. You're not not yeah. getting not getting hit. That's a whole art in itself. Do you think Mayweather's known for getting hit? It's a different sport, but I mean, you know what I mean. So it's people cannot. I'm telling you, and listen, I I always try. There's some things you can't unsee. So I try not to look at things if it's going to annoy me. I really like Ali. I always got along with Ali. We're both heads of racing black belts. But I shouldn't have watched that backstage interaction. I shut. I actually shut it off. I shut it off after I heard, like, the people around Henry, the one coach, I forgot. I, I, I Forgive me. I forgot his name. Which one? Santino? Not, not or Coach the, Eric. The other coach. No, Santino. the other coach. He's an Asian gentleman. I don't know if I oh, Eddie, Eddie Cha. Eddie Cha. Yes. Okay. He's saying he he was telling Henry how he won. Now look, I understand if it's your I can't I'm being honest. And I'm an honest guy. If I'm nervous going to the judges, I'll tell you I'm nervous or I'll be with Longo. Like, what do you think they're gonna say? I was so confident. I was this is what I thought. I thought we lost the third round because of possibly the the takedown of I'm thinking how the judges think. Now you did great in that round, but I'm thinking we might have lost that third round. I did, but I thought I thought it was four to one. That's how confident I was. Yeah. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being honest. I thought that. So when I heard split decision, I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm like, what am I talking about? Nobody had better seats than me. I mean, yeah. what are we talking about? So I'm like, yeah, you know, there's got to be. And I've lost fights the way Henry lost this fight with BJ Penn, Dean Thomas. When you have aggression, it's got to be, you know, you have forward aggression. It's got to be, it's got to be effective aggression. You can't just exactly. go forward and eat shots. Fail takedowns, not hit things, and get awarded around. And how are you not engaging? How are you just running away? Ali said he was just running, just running. How is he just running when you're outstriking him? How are you just running if you get more takedowns than him? Did you outstrike him in every round? I think you outstruck him in every round. Every single round. So even the fifth round, which is the only round I felt like you could make an argument because of how long he had control. But I felt like I landed the better shots. But... I mean, it's a, it was a close fight. I even said it after the fight was over. I was like, dude, the fight was close, but I, I felt like I definitely won every round. I, I said to the guys, I was like, I felt like I won that, but I just, for some reason, I felt something was going to be wrong with the judging. And thank God, the one round that I probably should have lost, the one judge gave it to me, and that would have changed the entire 
result right now. That's right. And and I, w- I was surprised too. I thought you should have won a unanimous decision. Uh, again, I think Henry looked good considering it was a three-year layoff. But I don't know if you guys saw, I was watching the corner work. And I think it was after the second or the third, they were like, yeah, it looks like you're up. They think they think you're up 2-1. I mean, to Henry. And I was watching. I'm like, I don't see Henry being up 2-1. to one. What the fuck are they telling him that for? Unless I misheard it, I'm like, why are you telling your guy this? It didn't seem accurate. And then in the fourth round, they said it's either 2-2 or 3-1. And I don't know if they meant in Henry's favor. But I was like, if they meant 3-1 in Henry's favor, I didn't think they were doing him a good service. Unless I misunderstood that. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I think I did the universe uh, a favor and I, I ended the cringe. <laughs> what, what did you expect, uh, Aljo? What, was he what you expected? Did he hit harder? Did it, was, was he not as strong? I mean, you think you took him down four times, which wasn't only one time in his career before then. I mean, you a tremendous job by you. Um, what, what was shocked you in that fight, if anything? Um, what shocked me in that fight, I would say, is just his fight IQ. I mean, that was the, the best part of everything in terms of the challenge that he brought to the octagon. Like, literally, my biggest asset, I think, sometimes outside of, like, physical gifts, I think I do a good job of making adjustments in the middle of the fight. Uh, and he did the same thing, but he was adjusting to my adjustments, and I think that's what made it a little bit more challenging. Like, the guys were telling me really good stuff in the corner. I'm like, I feel that. I'm going to try that. But then as soon as I would go out and try to try those things, I can feel him waiting and sitting on it. And almost like he knew what the coaches were telling me. It was like, like it was almost like he was like, I dare you to try that shit and see what's going to happen. And uh, I kind of had to play like a little bit of a guessing game. And it was a, it was a high level uh, chess match, man. Like Henry came prepared and uh, he's accomplished what he's accomplished for a reason. So hats off to him for, for that. But, um, I'm just glad the the right guy got the decision and won the fight. And, uh, you know, that's the greatest combat sports athlete of all time. This is what people were saying, right? And I just beat that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Longo. And Ray, we were just talking before you came in too, but, and again, I felt, I'm sure everybody felt that Aljamain deserved a, a unanimous decision. Were you, were you surprised about that? And we've been talking about the judging a lot and how unpredictable and not in a good way, unpredictable, but in a way like they don't seem to be doing what they should be doing. How did you feel about that? Oh, I was in a total state of shock. When I heard split decision, first thing that ran through my head was, please don't fuck this kid. That's yep. the first plea. Please do not do this, man. I thought that was 4-1. We never felt he was in any danger. He was losing the fight or, you know, you've heard us go cold red in the corner before. I, I didn't even think it was like, again, they were close rounds, but Aljo won, period. That's it. Like, I'll give him that. It was competitive. He did a good job. You know, I think he wanted to not not quit, but he was getting, you know, discouraged. But his mentality of being the Olympian kept him in there. I give him a lot of credit for that. He pulled down deep in the fifth. He tried to do it. But, you know, like, again, he said he was going to get him out in three rounds. Not even close. He said he if they stood up together, he was going to knock him out. Not even close. So I didn't look at it like it's one of those things where, yeah, the rounds are close, but it's obvious who won the rounds. That's the way I looked at it. Jimmy, can I say something about mentality and something that made me very, very happy, Aljo, is uh, the first round is you could have let that round go, but you went back and won that fucking round and you won it in style. When you got back to your feet, you weren't afraid about getting taken down again. You fucking went after him. And then it ended with you taking him down. It was fucking money. It, it set the tone of saying, oh, no, I'm not going down. This ain't going to be easy. You set the tone for the night with that one moment. It made me so I was. That's what I knew. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to accept it. 
because he had you down and dude it got the takedown fairly easy so he had you down just it's almost like starting the fight in a fucking tight lockdown and get an olympian on you you got to your feet you started touching him and you put him down and you won back that first round which is 100 i don't know right longo we got hyped up. oh well i, I had him winning I'll make. I mean, I didn't. I have to go back and look. I really, technically, had you won in the first four. I, I, you know, I could have. I would have been conservative and said maybe he got one, but that's it. If that guy never thought his, go back and listen to his corner. They didn't think he was winning that fight. You know, did, he's Ray, surrounded. Did, did, I'm Jimmy, sorry to interrupt you. By, he's surrounded by yes men, Jimmy, and they, like he didn't say he won the fight. He said my coaches said I won two, four, and five, or whatever it was. You know, he didn't say it. Right, weren't they? Because I was just mentioning this before you came in. Did weren't they telling him he was up two to one? And uh, at one point they said it's either two two or three one. Were they saying? I thought they were saying that Henry was up. Oh, I took it the other way, but I'd have to. Uh, oh, you thought they were saying Aljo was up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe I misheard that. Then okay, so oh, maybe they were. Do- yeah, I, I'm just going by the heat of the moment and what people have told me. But oh, okay, I, I may have misheard that. That's why I wasn't. Sure. I definitely okay. didn't do my due diligence on that. I'm just. They said I just don't think they could have thought he was winning that fight. I don't give a shit. I think somebody said it. I think uh, Dominic Cruz might said like he. You don't know your athlete. He might be a guy that needs to hear he's up, even when he's not up. And and I I won't disagree with that because you have to know what you're dealing with in there. And I think that's his mentality. Nobody's challenging Henry in that corner. You know, nobody challenged him. They just agree with him. You could see they all wear the the velour suits or whatever. They you know he's just you know, controlling everything. And the, the thing that said that I knew Aljo was going to win that fight is when somebody showed me a clip of him and Khabib and he's showing him the leg kick and Khabib's looking at him like he's insane. Like, what do you, what is that going to do? And then he goes, he doesn't even answer the question. He goes on to something else. Like he's just <laughs> looking for, he's looking for acceptance. I mean, Khabib is treating this guy like Joshua Fabia. That's what he's treating him like. Like, who is this guy? There's, do you think he treated him out like a gold medal winner? He's like, no. what the fuck are you talking about? I knew <laughs> at that point, we got it. Man, I know this guy now. Uh, he, he does not like to get – he likes what he wants. He gets what he wants. But when he doesn't, it's a big difference. But And, and a great athlete. I, agree. I told him after the fight, I, I, I'm a fan. I even like his cringy shit. I think he's fucking funny. I, I, like, I like it all. And then he goes to me. Even the broke back Longo stuff, and like I never heard that. But, uh, <laughs> I heard he did say that. No, Jimmy, I heard he said it. I thought the guy, somebody tweeted that at me, and I thought they were joking. I was at the press conference, I didn't hear it. And yeah, I go, he said that, I go yeah, even that man, that's funny. It's not, if it's funny, it's funny. I don't know. You can't take that shit seriously. Definitely you know? not. But 100%. just to show, to show we're not too biased and not crazy, because I was like, man, what? I saw a thing of Israel Adesanya, the champ, with Craig, and with uh. He was with Craig Jones and some other people, and they were uh, watching the fights. And he was saying, look, they're watching the decision. And he's going, look, look, they're going to screw him. And basically, like, he knew they knew Aljo at one. Yeah, 100%. And then when they did the right thing, he goes, because when they, he's watching the split decision, he's like, look, look what they're going to do. Look, So he's already getting nervous, you know? Yeah. And obviously, when it worked out, he's like, okay, good. But, uh, no, nah, man, I thought it was uh, – I felt I was shocked when I heard split also. Shocked. Well, this goes beyond you can't leave it in the judge's hands. Like, that, that, you know, when there's a, a really close. But I, I thought you were clearly ahead. Um, and I, I was I was stunned to hear that anybody saw it 
the opposite way. Um, your distance management was so great. Did you guys really work hard on that in camp? Was that something that you concentrated on was using that, that reach advantage? Uh, because it just seemed like he had such a hard time closing the distance. Yeah, I would say so. That was one of the main things. Just I have a seven inch reach advantage on him, not including the height, not including the kicks. Like once I hit him with the kick, he has to cover so much distance just to just to hit me. You know, like his his main offense was going to be trying to throw leg kicks or head kicks. And uh, I think he gave me a haircut. I gave him like two or three. Um, but that was really it on a, in the sense of like what he was able to do. Other than that, I didn't really feel like a threat of anything outside of like the wrestling when he took me down i was like just don't give up too much control time nice right yeah. and and jimmy i i really felt like the layoff too i mean he looked i thought he was going to be quicker so i don't know if it's you know he's getting old whatever but i thought he looked slow i, I think i told you that in between the rounds he's pushing his punches like he can't reach a swinging but nothing of any significance so uh i know he prepared well for the fight he's not stupid but I thought Aljo, at one point, Aljo, I thought you were just trying new shit in there. <laughs> like, it looked like, I go, what the fuck is he doing? He looked like you were just playing. Like, it was like a sparring session, you know? So, all good stuff. When, yeah, when he first took you down, Aljo, did, did you feel like, oh, okay, this I, this is not as bad as I thought it would be? Or when he when you first felt what he felt like to be on top of you, did you go, yeah, I, I get it. Like, he's a problem. No, well, you know, I felt... I was like, oh, shit, this guy is exactly what I thought he would be in terms of his strength when he got his hands locked because the shorter your arms are, you get that body lock, it's going to be hard to, like, bust through it versus a lankier guy. You can kind of create some space. But once he clamped down, man, he had me pinned. And I was like, good thing this really isn't a wrestle match because I would have got pinned. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, you know. So once once we got to that position, I was like, okay, let's see what he does from here. And I start to elevate with the butterfly hooks. I wanted to see where his jujitsu game was if he wanted to play on top. He tried to throw some punches, but I tied everything up. I was going to look for triangle chokes on controlling the wrist. And I think once he felt my legs working and my hands coming into play, he was kind of like, all right, let's just get the hell out of here. And I came up to that single leg and I was like, all right, we're back on the feet. Now it's my turn to get the takedown. And once I bullied him to the cage and took him down and got my body locked, then I think he started to feel the man strength. It was like, oh, this is what they were talking about. And uh, after the fight, it was so interesting to see you and O'Malley. Uh, how did that feel to do that in the cage after the fight? Did that did that annoy you that he came in, or were you just happy, like, okay, it's time to set up the next one? I mean, I was happy to set up the next fight. I, I thought I was just going to do a call-out. Um, I guess they're taking this WWE thing to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess that's what we're doing now. It, it, I don't know. I mean, I, it didn't bother me one way or the other. I think it kind of messed up my flow of things of what I wanted to say a, a bit. But um, at the end of the day, that moment is to sell the next fight. And I think we did a good job of doing that because that is the next fight that's going to happen. Yeah. And that's a really uh, an exciting fight. And, and look, O'Malley has looked really good, but he, I don't think he's fought anybody uh, like you. I, I'm sure you feel pretty comfortable with the fact that you would be able at one point to get onto his back. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. I'm climb that tree like a <laughs> I'm just going gonna, gonna to climb his back like a tree. It's, it's relatively uh, it's not a secret. You know what I mean? So. I got to make sure I'm smart because he's got good lateral footwork the same way I do. I got to make sure I take my time, keep my eyes where he's throwing those feints and things like that and not just run into something because he's long, he's lanky. But once he throws something, he overcommits. It gives me an opportunity to close that distance. The same way I did Corey Sanhagen, I'm going to treat him the same exact way. I'm going to toss his ass down to the ground and have my way with him like 
you know, I, I don't want to get, uh, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have my way with that guy. <laughs> that's where those long, li- those long limbs, man, that's where it's a problem for him to try to create that space. Yeah. You get to hold him. He's a sharpshooter standing up, but he's got to know, man, he, he misses one shot and you're on him. <laughs> It's, you know what I mean? That could make you just that hesitant to fucking pull that trigger. You know? Yeah. Better hope you don't misfire, bitch. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I even I, think with that, it, it, it allows me to kind of open up more with my striking because I know I'm going to have to use a lot of feints, get him to throw, and once I can get him to commit to something, and then I could push my strikes in his face and get him to clam up or make one wrong turn where he's frozen still in position where I can grab a quick single, tie him up, climb his back, lock my hands. I think it's going to be kind of like a Khabib versus Edson Barbosa. <clears throat> Barbosa on his back foot, blasting kicks, boxing, jabbing, trying to pivot and get out the way. But Khabib is just checking, blocking it, putting his hands up like, I don't care, and just keeps walking him down. And eventually, once he closes that gap, it's going to be a long night for him. Well, I think and it's I- a quick night. Sorry, but we only have you for a couple more minutes. Uh, I wanted to ask, did you see what happened with Marabin uh, and, and Sean's jacket uh, at the end of that? Did you see, and uh, did you, was there any uh, weird thing between those guys before that, or did that just develop in that moment? No, Sean just gave uh, Marab his coat, and I think he just forgot he gave him his coat. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, Jim, you know what it, you know what it reminded me of? Because I think, where is he, from Montana? Yeah, I think somewhere like that. It reminded me, Jimmy, like back in the 70s and 80s, like he's in Times Square and he goes to change his tire and he goes to the guy. Hey, dude, can you hold my jacket? You know, he gives it to some random guy and the guy just leaves with it. Yeah. And like <laughs> half hour later, he comes back and tries to sell it back to him. Hey, you want a jacket? You know, yeah. I, I, like he hands Marab the jacket. What do you think's going to happen? You know of what course. I mean? So I, it just, I don't know. These guys, these, these guys crack me up, man. I think it's fucking funny. Aljamain, they told us we only have you until a quarter after. So uh, we, I got a note from the producer saying you have other stuff, I guess. But yeah. I, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, and great job, man. I, I was really happy for you. I was happy they didn't screw you out of that win. Um, you look great. And, uh, you know, you're being talked about in, in the conversation of greatest bantamweight of all time. I mean, that has to feel good. Oh, it's amazing, man. It's a blessing. Like, I. I never thought I'd be in this position. You know, I didn't think life would do this. Like I always expected that. Yeah, I can win the belt. That was, that's like the goal for everybody. Everybody has that expectation or that dream. And uh, I didn't think this is what life would have looked like or become. So super blessed and happy about everything. And um, it's crazy to to just be a part of that conversation. So I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, I want to try to get one more. I think if I could set that and get four, things going to be a very hard record to beat. And um, that's what legacy is all about, you know, leaving a legacy, building something for the future and making my mark in this sport for good. And my final question would be, as the champion, um, does it change your mentality anymore where you are now the guy that they're gunning for? You're the guy everybody is training for. Uh, Does that feel any different? Yeah, definitely. Because now I got to I'm kind of watching like over my back a lot more because I you're not really sure what the intentions are with people you're training with. That's why I keep my groups relatively small. Now it's, it's like, I don't really like bringing in too many other people. And if I do, it's gotta be someone that I actually trust, or I have the conversation with them beforehand to kind of get a feel of what it would be like if we did get some work in, but sometimes you got to get uncomfortable and bring some other people in to, to kind of give you different looks and things sure. like that. 
Um, otherwise, you're going to get comfortable thinking that you're the best doing what you're doing, but you're just used to the people that you're with. Uh, so the, it's, it is what it is. This is just the way the game goes. Like whoever's at the top heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yep. So a lot of people are going to be gunning for what I have. And uh, fortunately, for, for unfortunately for them, you know, when I'm done, they're going to have to deal with Marab. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, it gets it. Just doesn't, that doesn't get any easier. Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. It was a great fight, and I was really happy for you. And uh, thanks for coming on for a little bit today. Thank you, guys. Matt, right. you guys tomorrow. Thanks. Al Joe. Fuck okay, yeah, man. Hey, man. Eddie soon or Passio. Yes. Either yes, one. Fuck yeah. Right. Go ahead. Go celebrate. See you, buddy. Take Back care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And um, I also want, I didn't want to ask you, without just, we had him for such a limited time, but uh, it now Henry is calling out um, Marab and I, and I, and Ray, I've been saying this for a while. I think Marab is in such a good spot because so many guys didn't want to fight him. And now there's no choice, but to have to deal with Marab. So I think he has his choice of, of some really, really good fights, some really good payday fights that with, with yes. you know, with good opponents that avoided him before. So he's almost in a great place right now. Oh, I think so. And I think I, the Cejudo tweeted that Cejudo called him out this morning. So I think that's a really bad fight for Cejudo, but I'd love to see that fight too. Marab yeah. and Cejudo, I think, you know, even and Sanhagen's, you know, Definitely more deserving, but uh, I think as far as numbers go, people watching, they probably want to see the Cejudo fight only because there's, you know, some drama with the team and stuff like that. So it might make for a better fight, you know, fan-wise. Sure. I don't know. Five rounds. Oh, yeah, five rounds. Has to be. Yeah, that's a, I, I give credit, again, I give Henry credit after uh, losing Aljo just, the, the, you know, to immediately call out a guy like Marab, who is just, again, he's just been a nightmare for everybody. I mean, it's 50-45 uh, over uh, Piotr Jan. So, uh, I mean, he's just looked tremendous. And are we looking now at, uh, have they announced this fight with uh, O'Malley as official, or are they just speculating that it's going to be in Boston, and I don't remember what month? I think until anything's, uh, you know, finalized, Jim, it's all speculation. But I think that's what they want, for sure. That's now, we I should think. also uh, talk about... Uh, how great uh, Matt Frivola. Uh, wow. What a great win for him over, over, over Drew Dober. Um, you don't see Drew Dober get stopped like that. Uh, so that, that's an, an incredible night for, uh, for you guys. Yeah, let me tell you something. I'm so proud of that guy. He's fucking, 
He's he's another wacky dude, but man, did he deliver? He's on. He's got great momentum now. I mean, three first round knockouts in his last three fights is crazy, literally crazy against Drew, Drew, Drew Dober, who we said had a granite chin. We didn't really expect that, you know what I mean? Because I didn't want him to get into a firefight. We wanted to mix in the takedowns, but you know, he he kind of really fought the exact way he spars, and we brought in really really good lefties. He had great looks for this fight. Dennis Bazooka, who's an orthodox guy. Jimmy switched Southpaw, and I can't believe how good that kid did. Like, he held Southpaw for how many rounds they were sparring. Nazim Sadikov, another kid in the UFC who was a killer. So he had great, great looks in there, and that's I think that's the difference in the fight. And I love that he called out Patty. I, I think sometimes guys miss an opportunity. Again, it doesn't have to be over-the-top crazy, but just to say who you want to fight next. I think sometimes that really does. It helps with the business end of it. Uh, it helps if it gets a fan reaction. That's sometimes, you know, like wag the dog. That sometimes gets the company looking um, because there's so many great fighters. It's hard to say who's going to fight this guy next. There's eight guys who are very close to each other in skill. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of parody in, in MMA these days. Yo, oh, hey, Lassie, Benji, hold the, hold the dog talk for a second. I got ADD. I want to get a fucking word. Okay. I got a doctor word in. Yeah. You should have said Sounder. I believe, I believe that Patty Pimplin, Pimplet answered. Yes, Matt he did. Did yep. you know that? Yep. What did he say? He said, uh, let him, let him, uh, he would love to do that. Let him heal up his, uh, his injury first. And I think we mentioned before, I mean, that sucks for Jared Gordon, who I know is hoping for the rematch. But oh. yeah, Patty has indicated that he will accept that fight. Did we mention that on air? No, it was off air. Oh, fuck. Well, now I feel like I'm less crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not crazy. Guys, I taught the 7 a.m. class, and then I took a little nap, and then I taught the noon class, and now I'm here. So I, it all blends into to one. Yeah, but, yeah. So we're saying he did answer Matt Favola, and he's saying he's up to fighting him. Yeah, I think he wants to, he wants to heal up first. Um, but that's a, that's a great fight too. That's good for Matt. I, I love when guys do that though. I, I think it's so helpful when, and again, it doesn't have to be like, uh, again, you don't want to go to the area of WWE. You don't want to necessarily over the top it, but I think a guy saying who he wants to fight, who did they ask that wouldn't answer? They asked somebody, um, and maybe you guys weren't paying attention. That's I probably should have known that, but they asked somebody and he's like, Oh, whoever they, uh, whoever they put in front of me. And I, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it'll come to me. Um, how about Bilal Muhammad? How great did he look? I know Gilbert had a bad shoulder. And I love how Dana talked about Gilbert, too, saying, look, this kid fought, you know, he fought five rounds with a, with a busted shoulder. So he doesn't lose any uh, credibility at all. He still put up a really good fight with fighting with one arm, pretty much. I like the body kicks by Bilal Muhammad. Oh, the body kicks were very well taught. Terrible. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was patient. And I, and again, I, 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 I don't know. I think he did great, man. I seen him afterwards. He looked pretty much untouched. It's unfortunate that Gilbert hurt his shoulder in that opening yeah. round, that opening takedown attempt. And I believe, I didn't see it, but somebody, I believe that he told his coach, Henry Hoof, <laughs> that, um, stop it, Largo. Accurate. Uh, it's almost like Tourette's when I say Hoof. But uh, I believe that he told his coach, Henry, that, uh, he, you know, he just can't use his left arm anymore. So that's a fucking problem, dude. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I know he has other weapons, but you know, you're fighting below Muhammad with, with yeah. one less limb. 
Did you guys see this uh, this kid who I, I I know he's got a decent amount of fights, but it was his first fight in the UFC. He stepped up on very short notice to fight Evloev. Uh, this Diego Lopez. Did you guys see that kid's fight? I saw bits and pieces of it. I saw he had him in trouble a lot of times. And uh, I know we had a kid from the gym, Dennis Bazooka, put his name in for that fight. And uh, I think uh, Eloev turned him down and he took this guy instead. Uh, but yeah, the kid had some crazy submissions, man. He had him in all sorts of trouble, but, uh, the other guy did survive. I think that's where you're going with that. I, cause I didn't see the whole thing, but I, the kid looks like he put up a great fight. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Just how, I mean, like, like the arm bar, I guess it was just position. You guys would know by looking at a little bit off or he was going, I think for a, a, some type of leg lock or heel hook, it was just a little bit off. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mozart is a, is a, you know, he was 16 and 0 at the time of that fight. So this kid comes in and fights an undefeated, I think number 10 guy. And, uh, I mean, he, he gives him a, a, an extremely tough fight. So I'm looking forward to seeing that Diego Lopez fight with a full camp. He was in our locker room and, uh, he's a nice, who was, kid. who was Matt, uh, Diego or, or Mozart? Diego Lopez. Oh, okay. yeah. He was the kid in our locker room, Longo, warming up. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. So you know, he he looked. I thought he looked fucking great. I think. I mean, I thought. I mean, for a how many less than two weeks notice. Uh, he was, it was very, like a few days, right? He was very threatening. He was very threatening with his submissions, and uh, you know, I mean, it was. I mean, I'll tell you right now. If somebody with lesser defense, they would have, they would have been taken out. So yeah. again, with a full camp, I want to see him back. You know, that was fun. And Matt, we had Charles Jourdain on uh, our last episode on Wednesday. I, any uh, unanimous decision against Crone Gracie, um, and it really was. And, and Dana again, he 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 likes Crone, and he didn't want to say that he said it was a rough game plan. What do you guys think, though, of a guy as as skilled as Crone is in one area, but how much better mixed martial arts has gotten? Where no matter how good you are in one area, you have to be almost equally good in all areas. You're going to have problems. Yeah, I mean, look, you you say something first, I'm going to tell a story. (laughs) Look, you have to you have to evolve, Jimmy. And what you saw there was just no evolution. Like what what I saw was, hey, it was done like this 100 years ago and I'm still going to do it like this. You know, it's almost like the old school karate throwing reverse punches and never adapting like a boxing stance. So he's great in jujitsu. He comes from great lineage. But, man, you got to adapt, man. This isn't. We're not, it's not 1991 at this point, you know. It almost reminds me of Scarola when I was trying to get you to box and scroll. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Like, you know, he just wanted to keep it to the old school jujitsu. That's, you know, so I think that's what I was feeling. This, you got to evolve. Seems like a great kid, but uh, if you went in there with that mentality in 2023, I, I, I think that's what it looks like. Yeah, now, I think so. This is what I'll t- I want to tell a story regarding this whole situation. I'm not going to, I'm just going to get the Lago knows where I'm going with this. Well, maybe he doesn't. He's out of his fucking mind. Now, listen, Lago, remember, um, Lago, my, hey, both of you know me by now, and you know I have stomach and belly issues. Yes. That, that's well documented. Yes. Right. A million people yeah, know it's, that. It's my well universe. documented by you. It, well, Lago, yes. it, it, it's called ulcerative colitis <laughs> and i don't wish it on my worst enemy it's it's horrible you know so anyway so let's can i, can I tell a little story so now now jimmy when i i know i'm very comfortable with the ufc staff right and i tell them, look 
Unlike Longo is an animal shit in front of anybody. <laughs> we should tell a story about that too after if you feel comfortable. But right now, so I, I knew where there was bathroom, there's toilets right near us backstage. But you know, you got you know, you got Jan there with Uriah Faber and then I don't want to know, I God forbid they hear anything. Of course. I go to the staff, I go to the security guy, they go, hey, I go, do me a favor, get have a little a toilet with a little more privacy. You know? So they go, you know, yeah, sure, Mr. Sarah, you know, Jimmy, I Jimmy, I don't want to brag, but I am a whole thing. Of course you are. So, so listen, either way, the gentlemen, they take me to a place. They go, look, this one's a little better. It was it was another locker room. And it was where the showers were, and then it was some three fucking stalls. <laughs> so I'm in there taking care of my business. And I'm almost done, thank God. So then all of a sudden I hear people talking, and it's all they they said they just set a fort right where the showers are. And they're, just, and they're, depre- they're talking, and it's Crone and his whole fucking team. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> they don't know I'm in here. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like trying to, I'm like, uh, uh. I'm trying to like stop. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I should flush. So I'm like, right, let me get the fuck out. I got to get out of here. Crone's yeah. a little, he's upset. He's talking about the fact. I go, no, I don't want to hear this. Let me get out of here. So I end up flushing and walking out now. I wanted to just get the fuck out of there, but now they're right with us. I have to wash my hands. You have to. They're going to see me, and maybe they'd see the back of me, because they were. It was the door was between us. I was to the stalls. All the way to the right was like the showers. They were over there, and between was the doors. I'd have to go right. They're right across from where the fucking sinks were. I'm like, oh, man. So I go over, and everybody's around them, and nobody knows what to say after a loss. That's true, especially a kid with his heritage and this and that. So I'm washing my hands and then he looks up and I, I, I met him before. He's a nice kid. I seen him at the weigh-ins too. I know, you know, I know him. I look up to his father, Hicks and Gracie. He's a guy I looked up to, man, you know, uh, still do. I'm a legend in jujitsu and fighting. So when I seen him, he goes, Hey, he goes, what's up, Sarah. So I'm like, ah, fuck. I don't know what to say. You don't even know what to say. So I just told him, Jimmy, I'm like, Hey, I go, Hey man, I go, I go, look, I go, look, you're going to have this feeling until you kick someone else's ass. That's how that goes. You're going to feel this until you just get, get you know, take it out on someone else. You know, keep your head up, that type of thing. And I got out of there, you know. Yeah. But me and my ass get me in trouble everywhere I go, literally. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Wait, I know another it. guy that's saying hello to people too in physicals. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Just a stall. Longo, you want to <laughs> dive in on this? <laughs> the next thing you know, he's power clinching. <laughs> Lago, where did First you go one, to the Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, yes, Jimmy, yes, sir. I mean, the guy went to the bathroom no less than ten to twelve. Took his shit ten to twelve times. Yep. So look, we're at the press conference. I go to take a leak. I see the shoes. Everybody's got the same shoes on, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You're in here again?" I go see a fucking doctor. I'm like, "I'm." harassing the guy in the stall, I leave, I go back out to the press conference back sitting there. Oh, no. Jimmy, I read, the guy never said a word. I went on this, I went on like a rant. You got to see the doctor. What the (laughs) fuck's wrong with you? Dude, I went outside. I go, I see him sitting. I go, holy shit. I I I was dying. so bad. <laughs> Some oh, other no. guy is being berated for shedding this. Fuck. No, yeah, no, the like, you fucking animal. You guys the in there. Fucking, no, the guy's probably afraid. He's Jimmy, probably looking. 
He's looking through the crack of the thing. It's a big fucking extra from Sopranos. Being like, you fucking dirty asshole. Yeah. Probably afraid for his life. Dude, I did everything but stop banging on the stove. I go, this is, I, go I, I can't believe he's not saying nothing. That's great. funny. <laughs> that's, that's fucking great. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. By the way, I, I was enjoying watching your uh, your corner work with with Aljo. It was just it seemed much different. And again, whatever works for Henry has been very successful. So I'm not criticizing those guys. But watching the way you guys talk to Aljo, it just seemed like such a a different relationship to me. Um, and again, that might just be because Aljo's a different fighter than Henry. But you said at one point, "Hey, I don't want you being lazy with this." And it just seemed like you were talking to somebody in a training session almost. And, and it, like there was a very comfortable feel about the way you guys communicated yeah well first of all i thought that's why you know i thought he was winning i thought we were in a comfortable spot that's why it would have been jimmy i would have been devastated he doesn't mm. get that win because then it would have been like wait we didn't even sound the alarms and you've heard you know matt in the corner before if we're behind we're letting the guy know it like i had there was not one ounce of anything in me that led me to believe he was behind in that fight so right Thank God he got the win. But, yeah, no, I thought it was a calm thing. It was almost like Spar. You know, Aljo, Aljo's got his own game. You know what I mean? He said it, like, even in the press conference, he goes, look, he's I'm a wrestler. You know, he just wants to strike enough to get what he wants. And that's the way he goes about it. Very intelligent guy. You could tell by talking to him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he says, hey, you want to see the bangers at the gym. There's killers at the gym that they go to war, and it's like a pay-per-view every time. And he's right, you know. But he's got a totally different game. And when I'm – talking to him you know i know him well enough now i know what to say and what not to say and how to say it just try to go maybe think about this do this and i think that's what you felt in there that's it don't, you know don't yeah exactly man sometimes he's so comfortable that he's winging things you know we didn't well yeah. we didn't want him staying on all fours too long you know what i mean yeah, right that was oh, that was it you don't get on all fours right yeah, don't, don't yeah, that was the yeah, that was the only bad optics to me in the fight is when he was on all fours. I go, it, you know, at one it. point I said, look, you did enough wrestling. Use the wrestling set for your strikes. I thought he was piecing them up, standing up. The body kicks were good. He was jabbing them. Hey, what set the elbows, tone. knees. Yeah. Like I said earlier, what set the tone was him winning back that first round. That was so – that was telling of what's to come. That was, He wasn't going to lay down for him. And, yeah. he, you know – He's there, main event. He's getting paid either way. He could have took a round off. He's seen the guy's not doing damage on him. 
He started working his guard. Henry felt something he didn't like. The second he got up, he got on the clock. He just started working. I mean, you know, he's that's him. That's not us in there with him. So it's like he won back that first round, and that was awesome. That because that was yeah, yeah. That, that's someone with a little less fight IQ being all right. Now I'm back up. I can't get taken down again. He threw caution to the not to the wind. He's always intelligent, but he started piecing him. And then he put him down to end that round. That was that got my blood boiling. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. And you guys must be there's something about the coaching too, I think that's so good. Because you look at that tough loss Aljo took from that head kick which, to Marais, whenever that was. And then you look at yeah. Marab's loss, that, that really hard loss to, uh, to Ricky Simone. Um, and then whatever happened after that, both of those guys just went on a tear after that. So it's always interesting to see what happens. How does a guy respond? to a loss that could send somebody else into a spiral. And both of these guys, you have the top two bantamweights in the world in your gym. And both of those guys responded to those tough losses by just going out and, and, and beating the best fighters on, on the planet. That's got to say something about the coaching. Oh, listen, first of all, I'll tell you definitely a couple of things, but I think those losses are what defines these guys. Now, the way they handled adversity and, you know, came back, it's, it's like, uh, it's not how hard you get hit. It's what you do after you get hit hard. You know, that cliche from probably a Rocky movie. But that's really the truth, man. And these guys both prove it. Marab, I've never seen a guy make adjustments after a loss like him. Never, ever in my life. He's right back. Because he's had a bunch of losses before that. Not a bunch, but every time he lost, he came back better. He corrected the problem why he lost. He is the de definition of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Matt, will, Matt always had to say, you know, you know, you know, you need guys to hoist you up on your shoulders when you win and you want to be a safety net when they lose. And I think those guys were surrounded by people that have been in that position before where they've had losses and come back. You know, Matt got stopped in his first fight, became a champion. I mean, so they're coming from a lineage of experience and knowledge like that. I don't think you that I think that's second to none. I mean, when you have people that you could bounce off, like you're feeling bad. And you could talk to somebody who's been there, who's overcome it. It's got to mean something. So we just have a really small knit, tight, tight knit team. And I think that's what you see. And I think when even when guys lose, it doesn't mean anything to us. We get better when we move forward. Speaking of that, speaking of, you know, our, our crew, it was really nice to see Chris Weidman again. 100%. I seen his dad, Charlie, and his son, CJ, who I really was happy to see because he got big. I get emotional. He's so cute, that kid. I was so happy to see him, you know. We, they moved to Carolina, you know. Okay? He, yeah. he Uncle Matt and stuff. You know, he's such a cute kid. You see the kids grow. And we know Chris when he didn't have kids. I love seeing these guys with their kids for some reason. Him, Volante. Like, you know what I mean, right? Longo, it's crazy. No, without it, 100%. No, well, it was really... Listen, I never thought we'd like, you know, because of COVID and Aljo moved to Vegas, even though he still has a house here, Weidman's in Carolina. But we all went out to dinner, Jimmy. And, you know, I looked around and go, you know what? I'm never getting this opportunity again. I always wanted a picture with those three guys holding their belts. But we were all at the same table. And I go, you know, it just made it seem so much better. Right. That, uh, you know, I got to even take that picture with these guys because, you know, they're just all three of them are superhuman beings and just great people and they're all successful. And it's just was a, it was, you know, I think as I'm getting older, it gets sentimental, but it was really yeah. a, a great thing. And then you had Alan Murad there, two of my favorite people, you know, oh. outside of that. It was just, uh, yeah, it was great, man. That was a great Weidman. Weidman was awesome, man. It was great seeing him and just bull busting. And I'll, I'll tell you one funny story, Jimmy, you'll appreciate 
So we, we went to a steakhouse. Okay, good. You're telling it. Good. I was going to tell yeah. it. Go yeah. We went to a steakhouse, and I, I order a cowboy steak. You know, every so often you get that piece of meat with, like, some fat in it. Yeah. So I don't want to swallow. I chew it, and I throw it in my plate. You know, so that had to be, like, five or six pieces like that. They're laying in my plate, and the other pieces, obviously, I'm eating. And Wyman goes, hey, can I have a piece of your steak? I go, yeah, sure. Take one. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, the guy starts eating. The pieces I was chewing. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy I never saw Marab laugh so fucking hard. Marab <laughs> could not stop laughing. And in between trying to catch your breath, he's like, I would have told him. I go, told him. That's the whole fucking joke, Marab. What are you kidding me? <laughs> if I tell him. Marab, um, was, Marab was crying. Marab no, was crying. crying. Never, never saw him laugh that hard in his life. Did you tell, by the way, and why, I mean, this not surprising because this is the guy that picked the fucking mouthpiece up yeah, off the floor. A hundred percent. No, he didn't. He, he, he didn't spit it. He didn't spit that steak out. He kept chewing it. He didn't, he didn't give a shit, right? He didn't give a shit. And he might. <laughs> I don't even care if he said he gave a shit. Trust me when I tell you. I know the guy. Didn't he was, give a shit. He was laughing almost as much as Marab. He was funny. Oh yeah. That picture, by the way, I saw you guys. Both of you guys posted that picture, right? Of all of you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. That's one you blow up and put in the gym. That was a. That was a really nice without, shot of you guys. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, it's a what a great weekend, though, man. Yeah. You know, like Travolta starting it off. You once you get that momentum, it means a lot for the guy following you too. Just like if he would have got knocked out, that could have been, you know, you start internalizing that. Maybe you know what I mean. But uh, coming off a win like that, everybody knows Travolta and loves him, and just that, wow, this is that crazy. fight. This was that fight for him to yep. put him over the edge. Oh, yeah, 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 without a he's doubt. He's beaten guys that were undefeated, guys that were dangerous, that were supposed to beat him, and he's knocked them out, and he's beaten these guys. And then, uh, you know, to come here and beat Drew Dober that way, and Drew Dober's fresh up of beating Bobby Green. First so, round. I, I mean, a first-round knockout. It's so good, because you know what? There's not anybody you, – you're not going to find anybody who doesn't like Matty. Matt, he's just a nice guy. And, you know uh, I mean? and Drew Dober, too, man. Drew. Yeah. Oh, he's great, Drew. Just really, really nice guys, man. Almost, you know, uh, you know. With some, I'm sometimes I can be psycho in the in the octagon, but I did feel bad. I just really, they just seem like nice people, man. I just wish those guys the best moving forward. I know Drew will be back, but man, we really, really, really planned for him and respected him. I just I wanted to know that that this fight, you know, obviously we couldn't take light at all, but we viewed him as probably one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous opponent that Maddie faced. Yeah. I like that he got performance of the night, by the way, Matt. Without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. Him and also uh, uh, Jan Shonan. I, 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 what a tremendous job knocking out Andrade in the first round, which is uh, I did not see that coming at all. I'm with you. I, that was a surprise. But, you know, Andrade does do the same thing. You could see what she did when she's running forward, swinging wild. That looks – she's done that in the past. So yep. great game plan. I think Alpha Mayo – is doing unbelievable. I told, I think I don't tell Rye or Danny Castillo, but they, they revived that team because they kind of got broken up with the uh, Dillashaw thing. And then I think Garbrandt left, oh, maybe, yeah. but they're doing a great job with the guys they have. You know, they have Young, the other Chinese guy who looks fantastic. Uh, Song Yudong? Yeah, yeah, Song Yeah, it's great. And, um, you know, I think they're doing a great job over there. They, they really look like they revitalized that whole program. And speaking of Song Yudong, too, it's funny, as we're talking, I, 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 I keep mentioning, I can't stop talking about how happy I am that Marab has so many great opportunities. I mean, O'Malley is going to fight Aljamain 
But I mean, O'Malley's a guy he hasn't fought. He hasn't fought Corey Sanhagen. He hasn't fought Cheeto Vera. He hasn't fought Rob Font, Song Yadong, Cruz, Pedro Munoz. Like, yeah. there's so many fucking good fights for yeah. this guy. Um, he has a, 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 a long list of, of great opportunities ahead. So that whatever happens with the belt, there's still fights for Marab that are, that are great fights. Um, so listen, man, congratulations to both of you guys. I was really, really happy for the team. And, uh, you know, Matt Fravol looked tremendous and I'm so happy they didn't screw. Uh, oh man, Jimmy, I would have died. I would, that would have. That it that wouldn't have surprised me. me though with the shit judging and some of the decisions that we've seen matt this is what i was talking about with bobby green everybody thought i was crazy but it's that type of thing where you're going into a fifth round and you know you fought well enough not that you know it's in the bag but you know you're winning the fight clearly and yet you're this close to getting fucked like yeah. you literally have to go for a knockout in the fifth round even if you feel like you might be up for it or, or three to one uh, do you have to take chances you wouldn't normally take trying to knock a guy out because the judging has been so bad? I remember, feeling, I remember feeling very confident. I remember just turning, hugging Longo, hugging the corner. Yeah. We did it. I remember, I, yeah. I, I don't think there was ever even, what do you think they're going to say type of shit. We were like, he did it. I, that's how I felt. I was not even, when I heard split, I go, oh my God, I couldn't believe, I was with Longo. I'm trying to, <laughs> I listened to Dominic Cruz and Brendan Schaub on the, on the uh, the fight companion, and I I thought that's what they alluded to, but then I think Dominic Cruz went into this thing where you know Henry might be that guy where he needs to be like lied to, and sure. I think he I think that's I think Dominic Cruz hit it straight on the head because even Brendan Shaw at the end was like if they're telling that guy he's up then that's that's not good like it's I just really not like, good yeah I really like that Santino right oh it's Santino a Santino's a gem he's a gem he's good. The, yeah, yeah, he's good. He's he's a good coach, and he's very realistic. And yeah, I believe he was saying, uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I got I got to watch it, you know. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's saying good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a good point by Dominic Cruz too. Dominic Cruz is such a smart guy. He's a really oh, yeah. smart analyst. He has such an uh, an analytical brain for not just what guys are doing in fights and anticipating what a guy needs to do to get out from underneath something or whatever, but but oh, with yeah. for the fighter's psychology. So yeah, maybe that's right. Maybe he just is one of those guys that needs to hear that he's ahead. Oh no, and he and Dominic he keys in on a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah, like even when Aljo was on all fours, he goes, "Look, this is brilliant by Aljo. He's, he knows he's in no danger. Nothing can happen to him, and he's taking a break. And when he's the time is right, I mean, he was he was he was dead on with a bunch of stuff." And really quick before we end, I know sure. we got to end now. Back to Crone Gracie, really quick. So I had to tell that story because it was too good. Not yeah. Too hell. But honestly, you know, that he is a very dangerous person. He has world class jujitsu. If you lock him in a room with someone else, he's the guy leaving. It might be an hour and a half. Who knows? But the thing is this my point is, it's all strategy. His, his strategy and his jujitsu is meant to survive and then, and then right. overcome. Back in the day, his father fought this guy, Zulu, this fighter by the nickname Zulu. Zulu, The guy was an athletic freak, and they fought for a while until eventually he slinked to his back and fucking submitted him. So it's more of a different mindset, like Lonzo yeah. yeah. said. And it's not that it's it, it's good for survival. It's a, it's a good it's a he's a he's a jiu-jitsu master. He knows how to fight and defend himself and put people away. But when you have time restraints, you're you're this is more MMA is a game. It's a sport, even though it is a fight. So that style is going to be like hard to pull off unless you have like a Damian Maya who was just very good at those taking guys backs and submitting them. 
and he used his, you know, I mean, so he had very offensive jujitsu off the floor. So I would recommend if he's not going to get his wrestling to where it needs to be, get more creative ways when you get to get to the floor. Sit to the leg lock, sit to an Ashagrami. You see guys like for under the John Danaher, uh, like Gary Tonin, and even guys like Ryan Hall in the UFC have creative ways of getting in around those legs. And more likely than not, it's a way of just closing the distance and they don't got to become phenomenal wrestlers to get it to their world and whatnot. So I don't know. I'm just going off in a rant, but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want the kid to be too depressed. It's more strategy than it is sure. you know, an ability. Yeah. Showing that he can take a punch. He's showing he can give a punch. You know what I mean? Get yeah. a little, well, well, yeah. go ahead, well, well, well said. No, well said for sure. All right, gang. Yeah, it was uh, great seeing you again, Ray. Congratulations. Yeah, Jimbo, it's always a pleasure. I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to say how great it was to see because I was, I came in a little late, but always great to see you, buddy. You look great, sound great. Thank you. Hopefully you're doing great. Yeah, life is good. Life is good. And I love seeing you guys walk out. I was laughing, too, because as you're walking out, they're playing music, and all I hear is Matt. You're fucking. I just hear Matt going (laughs) on the walkout cursing. It's just so great to watch you guys. We were were roomies. We were roomies all weekend. Yeah, Yeah, Jimmy, it was really great catching up with Matt, like, like, 10 minutes before I got, I was like, I just was so done with him. I was like, just please get me out of the, please we get me out of the car. It was Jimmy, good. It was we good, were, but Jimmy took it right to the end. He took we it were right driving to the home. I go, I got to get the fuck out of here, man. I, 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 think, I, I think I started singing very, right after over the cross island. He goes, all right, wait, I had about enough. I had to be, yeah, he was done. I understand. I think he yeah, wanted to jump really. out again. I swear, I think he wanted to get, jump out and get an Uber or something at that point. I, I really went, I was contemplating that exact thought. I go, I, I don't know if I could make it. And we had five, five or ten minutes to go. I, I, I don't think I could hold out anymore. Yeah. Great. You, Jimmy, you appreciate where I'm coming from. No? Oh, yeah. You and I should have dinner. Yeah. <laughs> guys, 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 I'm, guys, I'm right here. All right, listen. All right, Lago, thanks, man. Thanks for hanging. Jimmy, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, just Wednesday. I, I, I'm doing Rogan's Club in July, uh, Comedy Mothership. Oh, and this coming, uh, thanks, Matt. The 19th, I'm in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The 20th, I'm doing a theater here in New Jersey, Montclair. And this Wednesday, Fat Black Pussycat. And uh, Ray, you're uh, always a delight. Anytime, please come back sooner. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta make one of your shows, too. I was going to go... Uh... With Matt the last time, but again he had to take his shit for three days. So yeah, he I understand. The show too. Like I, again, back to his back to his I stomach. Got sick. I think I got yeah, sick you know, that day. Jimmy's like, oh, yeah. yo, where's where? It's like out of the Larry David. Where's Matt? Oh, Matt's taking his shit. Yeah, he Matt's missed, on the toilet missed, again. That's he okay. The whole fu- he missed the whole set. What, you guys are coming. You can. I'm always around. Once again, awesome, I'm right buddy. here. You're the best, Jimmy. Thanks, buddy. Anytime, later, pal. Mondo. See you soon, Matt. See you Wednesday. Hi, Jimmy. See you later, man. All right, bye, guys. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 